Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the active skin repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. Well, hey, my friend, welcome back to the show. I'm Deanna Yates, and you are listening to episode 181 of the Wannabe Clutter-Free podcast. On today's episode, I am so excited to chat with Jen Pike, a functional nutritionist about how to keep things simple when it comes to our health and eating, and really just showing up for our lives. It is a wonderful episode. I was on Jen's podcast a few weeks ago, so if you haven't heard that episode, I will leave a link for it in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. It was a lot of fun. We talked about simplifying things in the kitchen from a decluttering perspective, but today we are taking a new spin on the show, so it is really great. She and I really connect on the idea of simplicity And the understanding that the reason we do things isn't for the superficial, it is for the next level. It's for diving deeper. It's for making life a better place and becoming the woman we really want to be, not just showing up to have pretty pictures or losing weight, things like that. So it really is a wonderful conversation, and um, I think you're going to really like it. And if you do enjoy what you hear, can you please do me a favor and share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it? You can share it via text or email if you're listening right now on your phone. You can just go right into the app you are listening and share it from there. It really helps me get the word out on how letting go of your clutter, living a more simple life, and really tapping into who you want to be will open you up for a world of possibilities that you never imagined possible. And I'm on a mission to spread that message to as many women as I possibly can. And this next year, I'm really going to hit it hard. So can you please help me out? Because I think a world filled with women who believe in themselves and really want to go after their true desires is going to be an amazing place. So join me, please. All right. And if you are so inclined, you could also leave a review for this show on Apple or Spotify. It really does help me get the word out that way as well, too. 
All right, but speaking of amazing women, I want to talk about our guest this week. In addition to being a functional diagnostic nutritionist, registered holistic nutritionist, certified yoga and Pilates instructor, and a medical exercise specialist, Jen Pike is also a best-selling author and host of the podcast, The Simplicity Sessions. She specializes in women's health and hormones. As an inspired mom of two, she understands that true well-being is a journey to be enjoyed, not a struggle to be forced. She aims to inspire you to cut the clutter and help you create more simplicity and ease in all you do. So give this episode a listen, and when you are done, head on over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 181 to get the show notes for today's episode with links to Jen's website, her resources, and a lot of the resources we talk about in today's episode as well. Again, you can find it all at wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 181. And now let's get to our conversation. Well, hi, Jen. Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free. How are you doing today? I'm good. How about you? I'm excited. I am great. And you had me on your show. Such a fun conversation. I wanted to make sure I had you on my show as well. So thanks for joining us. And it's going to be a really great conversation talking about simplicity and health and all sorts of good things. Mm -hmm. But why don't we start with you telling my listeners about you and what you do? So I am a functional medicine diagnostic nutritionist and a medical exercise specialist and many things over the many years of building my business and doing the work that I do in the world. But what it really comes down to is that I help women to understand about their body what I honestly think we should have all known from a very young age. I work with a lot of women on different hormonal issues going on. And I would say at this point in my career, a lot of perimenopausal issues And for so many of these women in their late 30s, their 40s, and into their early 50s, it oftentimes can feel like they've just been sidelined and not prepared for how they were going to feel, not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. And so I'm the founder of the Hormone Project Academy, which is a educational program that we run around the world. I run the Simplicity Women's Wellness Clinic with four other functional medicine practitioners, and we work with women globally. And then I also do some business mentorship and coaching, and I run an online movement studio that is for women based purely on their cycle. So the four phases of their cycle, the energy of their of the moon. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you are a busy woman, that is for sure. You've I have a great team who works with me, so it's it's really good. That's awesome. So was there anything in particular in your life that led you to this path or What made you think this is what I really want to do? Yeah, the early part of my career, I was working with mainly professional athletes in the NHL. I'm from Canada. You maybe hear it in my voice. And so I was working with a lot of athletes and I loved that. And I thought fresh coming out of school, I was like, this is it. Like, I'm going to teach some fitness classes like I do. I'm going to work with the athletes and be like this world-class personal trainer and that will be it. And it was a lot of fun, but I started to also do some part-time personal training at a gym where I grew up. And I was mainly working with women and a lot with mothers. And I didn't have my children at that point, but I was just so blown away at these women that I was training because they were trying to just squeeze time in for themselves is where these male athletes I was working with, their whole life was primed around that and the support and the community. And these women were just like, They would show up, they'd want to train and work so hard to try and achieve their goals three times a week, but they were also exhausted. They were overwhelmed. They were anxious. There was some guilt in showing up and doing the thing for themselves when they had kiddos at home or work to be done. 
And I really just found myself wanting to have more conversations with these women. And I always was referring to these women as my everyday athletes of life. Every day is like a game for them, but paying attention that. And so I started to do less and less work with the athletes, more work with the women. Then I actually resigned doing any of the work with the athletes, fully focused on personal training with women. I was also building out teams. I was a personal training director for um, sports clubs of Canada and Valleys in Ontario and Canada and was overseeing 12 different locations. And it was a really fun job because I got to go headhunt and find like the best trainers in the, in the city and then bring them into our spaces. But what I started to recognize happening in my clients and the clients of our gyms were that the women were getting good results with exercise, but we were missing the point on something else. So the nutrition, we've all grown up in this environment where everything is about a deficit. If you want to be smaller, just eat less, move more, always be in a deficit. And I just intuitively was like, I don't feel as women that this is actually good long-term for our bodies. And so I went back to school in 2001 and that's when I started to study integrative and holistic nutrition. And that brought a whole new level of elevation to how I can support and nourish these women. So now we had the nutritive side of it. We had the movement side of it. This was, in fact, creating more simplicity for these women because we were bringing two of the hardest things together. And that was great for years. And then I started to recognize these hormonal shifts where I was like, OK, this is interesting. Because the exercise and the nutrition is great, but there's something going on behind the seams that neither of these two are touching fully and completely. So I was beginning to recognize this. I started to dive deeper into women's health and hormones specifically. And then I became a mom for the first time. And I was like, oh, this is different. You can hear people's stories. You can read it in the books. You can study it. But until you have a lived experience, going through what that change feels like in your body and mentally and emotionally. And at that point, that's when I really realized I didn't have the same capacity that I had pre-children. And I just started to change things in the way I was running my company, my life. And then I had my second child. And then I thought that the easier thing would be to just open my own space. I was like, universe, if I just have one address instead of driving out to all these, this is where you find me, deliver the abundance. and abundance arrived in a lot of different ways. It was the best and the hardest thing that I ever did with two little ones. And I ran this studio. It was a yoga and Pilates studio and, and functional fitness. And I had 26 staff. We had a naturopath and a homeopath and an osteo. And it was wonderful. And we had nearly 500 members, but I was like slowly dying behind the scenes. I was so exhausted. I was just giving everyone the best parts of who I was. And my family got the leftover crappy parts of me. And I hit burnout multiple times within a five-year period. And then the final time, I was just like, I'm done. This is not sustainable. And I made the decision to just revolutionize the way that I was doing things. My studio was called Simplicity. I had the word simplicity on the building, but nothing was feeling simple. And so I really just dove into asking myself, like, how do I want to feel? And if this is how I want to feel, but this is the way my life is functioning, like these two things are so far out of alignment, I'm never going to be able to feel how I want to feel. And I knew for me personally, that the, the path to achieving what I wanted to in terms of the revenue I wanted to generate, the impact I wanted to create in the world, that it actually depended less on what I did and more about how I felt. So I really got to work 
in shape-shifting everything I thought I wanted. And I ended up selling my studio in 2015. I transitioned my entire platform and business online in 2016. I had no idea what I was doing. No idea what I was doing. And here we are in the end of 2023. And it's been incredible and it's been hard and beautiful. And the journey is still evolving. I love that. It's funny. I actually started off as a personal trainer as well. So yeah, I was out of Chicago. I was working in the crunch gyms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My dad was a, a bodybuilder. So I was had been around gyms my entire life. And my sister was a personal trainer. And so just my first job in high school was as the like front desk at the gym and just yeah. evolved in from there. And I was just really comfortable in that environment. But yeah, that was my one of my first jobs at post-college. <laughs> Yeah, same. And the same thing with my dad who got me in the gym. My dad wasn't a bodybuilder, but my dad was actually like the Canadian national brown belt champion for karate multiple years in a row. Then he played football quite a bit in that. And I was in a gym with him from a very young age. And I just, I loved it. But it's amazing. You know, I think for anyone listening, being in the, the fitness industry and health and wellness, that personal training, teaching, There is a lot to be said for the gifts, the multiple gifts that actually provides you in your life. Like I learned so much about human beings and just physiology, but psychology in the walls of those gyms and spaces that I taught. I'm really grateful for those years. Yeah, me too. And that's a good way to put it. I like that. Let's take a quick ad break. And when we come back, we will talk about how we can keep things simpler in our lives with our health, because I'm really interested to dive into that topic. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us, Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, 
possibility and joy. Okay, welcome back. All right, so let's talk about that. So obviously, simplicity is in your name and what you do. Your podcast is called The Simplicity Sessions. So you obviously feel it's very important to keep things simple. I feel with health and it's very similar in decluttering an organization. I feel like it could be very simple. Mm-hmm. And yet it gets so overcomplicated. I think there's yeah. so much information out there. There's so much coming at us. Like you were saying with the deficit of just if you live in this deficit. So obviously there's so much information coming at us that is not the right stuff. How do we simplify it? Yeah. So it's here's the truth when it comes to creating simplicity is that it will feel like complexity in the beginning. Hmm. Right. And it's like I always say to people that at any point where we decide we want to expand in some way, which choosing to declutter your home is actually an expansion. When you create more space, you're not just creating more space in drawers and cupboards. You are like creating more space in your body and in your like spirit and just as a whole. Where there is expansion, though, contraction will always be right next to it. It's like We can desire to do the thing, but then feel so overwhelmed and we get into our head and think it's too much work. I don't even know where to begin. And so we can choose one of a couple paths, which is hands off the wheel and do nothing. Or we think that like with our health specifically, if you have a woman who is saying, I'm bloated and gassy, I have reflux, I'm not sleeping, my hair's falling out, I have way to want to lose, I have no libido, my periods are getting heavier as time goes on. But seven different things that she's listed. And what she will tell herself is she has to go and tackle seven different things right now and make the change tomorrow. And then she's got to be perfect or what does it even matter? And so that first step to simplicity is A, it's having the honest conversation with yourself of how do I actually feel? Like if I'm being really honest and I do a timeline of how's my energy? How's my digestion? How are my emotions? How is my skin and my hair? How is my cycle? All of those things. What information is your body giving you? Because our bodies are so brilliant and your body is giving you a daily report card. And as a woman, if you are still bleeding and cycling, you have a monthly report card. So We actually get a ton of data and information from our bodies. Um, Same way that you will know if you live in a cluttered home because you're stepping over things and closets are busting open. Same goes with your body. Like you will know if you're not feeling your most vital and vibrant because you're struggling to get through the day and you just don't feel how you used to feel. So the first place of simplicity is just be honest with yourself and recognize this is where I'm at. The second thing is really looking at that and going, okay, Where can I start? So oftentimes when I'm working with women and this is new to them, I will just ask simple questions like, how do you feel like you're doing in terms of hydration in the day? Like how much water are you drinking? And a lot of women are like, probably not enough. I start my day with a few cups of coffee. Maybe I'll get a little bit of water in. And then it's either maybe another coffee or a latte in the afternoon, a glass of wine while I'm prepping dinner and like a herbal tea before bed. And so I'm like, okay, so this is an incredible first step. Let's actually start to get you some water in. So what's going to be the easiest way to do that? Glass mason jar, Stanley with a handle and a straw or a Yeti, or we can, if you could drink one 40 ouncer of that, yay you, that's incredible getting that in. And so it's, and then the next step from that is how can we dial in that one serving of water a day? How can we amplify it? What can we add in there? Could we add lemon in for your liver? 
Could we add a little apple cider vinegar in for your digestion? Could we add a little bit of electrolytes in for your adrenal support and your energy? Could we add in some greens in there for whole body health? So now you take this one action, filling the water bottle up, and we amplify it by just zhuzhing it up a little bit. It's no different than taking your house and just adding a little decor, right? It's like a blank canvas. What we can we do with it? So that's like a very simplified example of simplicity in our health. And it's amazing what the simple stuff of just being more hydrated can do. I guarantee you it'll shift your cravings. It'll shift your energy. It'll clear your brain fog. It'll decrease the headaches that you're suffering from. And you'll just fire better on more cylinders. So that's an example of that. When it comes to some of the bigger issues that can arise with our hormones, so say you have really awful PMS, maybe even borderline PMDD, where there is a week to 10 day period of time leading into your actual bleed, where you just feel discombobulated. You are emotional, both meaning sad emotional, but don't really understand why. You're angry. You used to be the person who had a lot of patience and now you have an inch bandwidth before you're at like maximum tension. You get bloating and water retention. You don't sleep well. You have a lot of cramping there. It sounds like that's a lot of things happening because it it is in reality when you're feeling it. But the roots of that are probably the same, which is there is some level of inflammation that is happening in the body. And probably in that regard, maybe not a healthy enough balance between estrogen and progesterone. And this is where in these situations, working with someone one-to-one is actually going to expedite the process versus you trying to DIY it by yourself. So in a case like that, where I gave that example, some things that I would recommend to start to work on, yes, the hydration, but let's talk about what's going on with your digestion. If you're not pooping every day, This is a big one. We can talk like ergonomics of having a squatty potty in the bathroom or a little stool to help with bowel movements. Obviously, the hydration, the quality of what you're eating. I'm not even talking about everything has to be organic and like perfect. And you got to go out to the chicken in your backyard to get your eggs. Like, I'm not talking about that, which if you have, that's amazing. I would love chicken. But where I live, they would not survive. But what I'm simply talking about is, are you eating food that grew from the ground, fell off a tree, ran across the land, swam in the ocean at some point? Okay, actual whole food. And are you getting enough in? And are you trying to eliminate a lot of processed foods or overly marketed diet foods, no sugar, low sugar, those kind of things? Those are great first steps. And then it's stabilizing your blood sugar. So many women that we work with in our clinic, I would say this is the bulk of the women that we work with. There's a few things that are happening similarly across the board. They have way too much on their plate. So what definitely gets sacrificed is their own level of care and nourishment. And it starts as soon as they wake up. It's coffee to get up and going because they're like, oh my God, like another night I did not sleep well. And they can, you can even sleep a full night, but not feel rested. So it's coffee in the morning. A lot of women are using tools like coffee and even MCT and collagen-based coffees to extend fasting windows, which... There's a ton of therapeutic benefits to fasting, but not necessarily for everyone the way in which they're doing it. A lot of women will abuse fasting techniques and principles because they are trying to control their weight. And it's if eating less created this result, I'll just shrink that window even more. And and we do this and we start to create a lot of deficiencies, which then will increase inflammation. 
She'll have coffees in the morning, maybe get some kind of a luncheon, but it's typically nothing that is substantial. Nonstop little snacking and grazing throughout the day, maybe eating what the kids have not eaten. Being so ravenously hungry while they're making dinner that they're literally eating a whole meal while they're making a meal, which is usually cheese or crackers or like chocolate or whatever they can grab. Then eat the dinner that they've made. Everyone gets to bed. The day is quote unquote done. And this is when they feel like now I have me time. I'm going to go get my snacks. And and that's a very average approach. Now, the other side of that, because we get a lot of women who come into our clinic who are part of our movement studio, they do the smoothie in the morning and then they have the protein, fat and fiber for their lunch and they do all that, but aren't necessarily getting in enough for their body. And so there's a lot of mindset that has to be shifted within how we take care of our system. But if you've got those painful periods, the hair loss, the lack of sleep and all of that, hydrate your body, get pooping, support healthy digestion, stabilize your blood sugar. Do not skimp on your protein. And protein is so important for us as women, not just to build muscle, but protein is one of the most satiating macronutrients we can eat. If you can get enough protein in, you won't have those cravings. You will feel more even keel with your energy. Your blood sugar and your insulin response will be much more sensitive and will be better. And it's just going to help everything overall. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to pause and take a quick drink of water because you are making me remember I should (laughs) hydrate more. And then we are going to take a quick break again. And when we come back, I want to talk about maybe a little bit more specifics on how much water we should be drinking, how much protein we should be eating. But I really want to get into mindsets and decluttering some of those mindsets that we have grown up with and just have become second nature for us. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. 
All right. Welcome back. Okay. So before with the break, I asked you to tell me about a little bit more specifics on how much water we should be drinking and how much protein we should be eating, because those do sound like two very big things. And I think maybe there could be some specifics that we can aim for. Yeah. So I like to try to keep it as simple as possible. One of my favorite tools for people to use for their drinking water is actually a one liter mason jar, 32 ounces. And my goal for most clients is, can you drink two of these in a day? So could you get 64 ounces of water in? Now, here are some things. We talked about this previously of like how you can add things into your water. The other thing that you can do in terms of thinking about hydration, if you are having herbal teas that are non-caffeinated, that's going to count towards your hydration. If you are having a beautiful like one liter smoothie where you're doing maybe just like a cup worth of milk or a non-dairy milk, and then the rest is water and all of your other stuff, that's counting towards your hydration. So if you had two liters of water in a day and a one liter smoothie, you've gotten three liters of incredible hydration into your system. That's going to be great. Now, if you are working out, and this is, could be like so varied across the board, because you could be doing a 30-minute strength training session or a 90-minute hot yoga class or going out for a 40-minute walk, your hydration needs are going to fluctuate a little bit. The great thing about when you start to consume enough water, you are now training your body and you will start to notice, I am actually thirsty. I actually am like craving that. I need to go and get a little bit more. So that's a simple place to start off with your water intake. Now, protein, which is one of our major macros, we have proteins, carbohydrates, and fat. And this one is typically the one that women are most deficient in. On average, I like for women to aim somewhere between 25 and 40 grams per meal that they are eating in a day. So if we think low end to high end, you've got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If you were getting in a minimum of 25 grams just in those three meals, that's 75 grams in a day. If you're getting in the upper area of 40, then you're getting 120 grams of protein in a day. Now, for most women that, again, I'll speak from like clinical experience than women that we work with, breakfast, lunch, the time between lunch and dinner tends to be a really long period of time. So I find women do really well with something around three or four in the afternoon. And if they haven't had that smoothie in the morning, this is a fantastic opportunity to hit the hydration station again and get ample protein. Protein powders, good quality protein powders that are free of artificial preservatives and a lot of junk are a really easy way for women to get like, to me, that's fast food. Protein powder going into a smoothie, you can take it in the car to go pick up the kids. You can, it can move around the house with you. You don't need a fork, right? Like any of those things. So on average, I love for women to make the target no less than 100 grams a day. Now, if you said to me, I am trying to build muscle right now, I am trying to work at changing my body composition, which is not about losing weight, it is about fat loss and building muscle, then that metric may have to shift a little bit. This is what comes down to the individual. Now, protein is essential for helping to build muscle within our body. It is when we get protein in and amino acids, those are, are stimulating muscle protein synthesis in our, in our muscles in our body. But we also need carbohydrates to assist with that. The glucose and the glycogen and the carbohydrates are what's going to give you the fullness in your muscle bellies and help you to actually put on muscle and some size. Now, when women hear the word size, they typically freak. Yeah. And when they hear building muscle, they freak. We've been taught, and this was done by the health industry that you and I worked in and, and talked mm -hmm. about, we were taught the words tone, lengthen, elongate, okay? Yeah. Tone 
what act tone actually is an appearance and tone is in relation to our nervous system. So if you go to your chiropractor or manual osteopath, craniosacral, and you get adjusted, what they're actually doing is recalibrating the tone of your nervous system, your cerebral spinal fluid, and where all the nerves innervate. When we talk about muscles wanting to look tone, a toned body is a body with muscle. So what ladies have to understand is do not fear picking up heavy weights that you're going to bulk up. Yay you if that's a reality where you can just like immediately bulk up when you do some strength training. Most of us really struggle with that. Like I lift heavy weights. And yeah, I tell you, I'm 5'10". I have a long frame. I have to eat a lot of the right things in order to build that muscle. But muscle is and not just an organ of longevity, it has metabolic currency. So for the women who are like, I want to have better metabolic health, I want to have better insulin management, I want to see some muscle and I want to lose some fat, you cannot do that in the absence of eating optimally. And that muscle is going to protect your bone health, your heart health, and your neurological brain health as you move through perimenopause, menopause, and beyond. Once your ovaries have stopped that main production of E2, which is estradiol, your body is now going to look to the periphery. Adrenals will eke out a little bit for you. Liver will play a little bit of a role, but then you need to have more muscle on your frame to be able to support all of the functions of everyday life. Because as women, we are going to live about a third, if not more of our life in a postmenopausal state. And so we hear things about the dangers of breaking a hip when you are over the age of 55, 60 year old. We want to, the more muscle you have and the healthier you are in moving your body, if you trip and fall, the more likely you are to catch yourself on the way down. Your recovery will be better. There's so many benefits. Also, type 3 diabetes is actually what dementia is referred to now. And women have such a higher incidence of dementia and Alzheimer's than men do. And most of the onset, is in the menopausal, postmenopausal period of time. Lack of muscle plays a role in that. When you look at the brain of a woman who does not have healthy lifestyle, healthy amount of muscle, it's more marbleized in her body than it is sitting in a healthy state. So this is not just about having a good bum and bolder shoulders. This is really about your longevity and your health moving forward. And so I obviously am a huge fan of getting women exercising and moving. It doesn't have to be intense. If you could do three times a week of 30 minutes of strength training, get some walking in a few times a week, yoga or something that helps to support your nervous system and your vagus nerve. If you love Pilates, integrate it where it's mat Pilates, reformer Pilates, using the tower or the chair, maybe bar is what you love, swim it, just do something, yeah. do something. Yeah, I love it. And it's so many things you were saying equate to all of that mindset shift and how I also see your home, right? Again, it's not doing all of this stuff just to look good. Same with your mm -hmm. house. It's not decluttering so that you have the Instagram perfect house or the Pinterest worthy pantry. It's so you function better. And when you function better, your family is going to benefit because mm -hmm. they are going to get the better. You're going to yeah. show up and be the person that you want to be you're going to feel better and and just feel more alive and bring more life into your house and and everything i love it i love the idea of approaching this from more of a healthy perspective instead of the look perspective yeah and same thing over here so 
Let's talk a little bit about burnout and mindset. So you touched a little bit on that about how you have struggled with some burnout. I myself have struggled with burnout. Do you mind sharing some of that journey with us? Yeah. My truest period of burnout was when I owned that studio. My children were little. They were mm -hmm. not even two and four when I opened it. And so it was, it was just a, it was a tough period of time. My husband was running his own company as well. And for me, my body was giving me cues along the way. And I just kept going, not today. I don't have time. Next week, uh, next month, can you just drop me a note next year and maybe I can carve out some space? And then it got to the point where, you know, one day I woke up and it started in my throat. And then as the day went on, and then I literally, and I've talked about this at great length um, on my podcast, a few others about this, but I had a period of time where for four days, like I literally couldn't get up off the couch. I just fevered and cried for four days and was just like, what in the actual F have I like created in my life? Because the thing is that for a lot of us, and this can be hard to hear and understand sometimes, like we're choosing it. Hmm. And, and this was the big thing for me as I was laying there on this couch, my little kids coming up and putting cloths on my head and my husband one day getting down on his knees, who I've been with since we were in high school and literally being in tears and just being like, I don't know who you are right now and I don't know what to do. And I was just like having this moment of witnessing this happen. And I was like, I chose this. Like I have chose every single situation I've put myself in, every single thing that I've done. If I've chosen it, I can choose something else. And so it was like making this decision in this moment that I, this was no longer sustainable. And it didn't happen overnight where everything changed. It took me a couple of years to really just turn that ship around. But what was amazing in that is that because I stood up for myself, because I chose myself instead of choosing everyone else, including my family in a lot of these moments where it was like, I can't do that right now, or I don't have the, I can't be that version of a mom. I can't be this, that, or the other, is that it really, I was starting to flex new muscles of courage for myself as a woman and really recognizing those boundaries that had to be set in my life. And what my body actually needed from me, it needed more rest. It actually needed way less intense movement. It needed more food. It needed more grace and compassion. And so that was just like a slow coming around. And now I recognize when I am on that path to burnout in a freaking like instant. It is just one little blink for me. And I'm like, here we go. Okay, what are you going to change, Jen? And then I have to press pause. And just if you would clean an area of your house and it's like perfect and that as the weeks and months go on, you're like, oh my gosh, it's happening again. The weeks and months, you mean the days? Days, depending how old the kids are. You're, I have teenagers now, so it, it, it's like a little bit longer um, for it to happen. But you have an opportunity in that moment to go, okay, we need to get our system back in place. We need to go and it's the same with your health and with your life. And the thing is for us as women is, it, this is really where like the benefit of having support outside of just yourself or even in your own home is incredible because we are such natural nurturers and caregivers and it is so easy for us to go and help everyone else. And then when someone offers the help, what do we say? I'm good. I'm good. I'm drowning. Like okay. someone, we say, someone help me. And then there's offers all around us and we're like, I'm like, I'm good. We have to stop doing that. This martyrdom is seriously impacting us. This is creating a massive epidemic in women's health is the reason women are feeling so burnt and frazzled is you're not being honest about how you're feeling. You're not maybe accepting some of the help. And listen, I get it. 
you might be like, oh, I would love the help, but where's the help? Like I have no one around. I'm a single mother or I have this on my plate and that on my plate. And so I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, it's just so simple. You just need to like clean a cupboard and clean this off your calendar and life is dippity doodah because it's not that. But it starts actually with this knowing. And for me, that was the most important thing is when I actually decided to listen instead of shove it down and ignore it, that's when everything started to change. And so this could be the tiniest thing you do, ladies, like you drink more water for yourself. You say no to an event you get invited to this month. I don't know when this is going to air, but we're recording this mid-November. Yep. If you're in the U.S., I'm in Canada. If you're in the U.S., you have Thanksgiving coming up. You have the holiday season coming up. You are going to be pulled in many different directions. And it's actually okay to let other people down. It really honestly is. But, and I just, I got to this point as well, too, where I have a son and a daughter. And I was like, what am I modeling for them? But I can talk a great talk, but I am showing them over and over again, like what is acceptable and what is not. And it was scary and felt foreign in the beginning because I was like, oh, no, this is not like normally I'm like, I'm a taskmaster. The more you give me, the better I do. But my body was like, I feel like we're lying. <laughs> I feel like I'm not really on board with that belief anymore. And this has become truer and truer. I'm 44 now and my BS meter don't, it's not about my patience. I still have good patience. My, my BS meter now is like an inch big with myself. And so I just check myself and call myself on it. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Checking yourself. And that was a huge shift for me too. Yeah. Becoming a mom, I think was one of the obviously most amazing things. But what it did was it sh it shined a light in my face. It put up the mirror to say, is this the person you want to be? And when she does things that reflect back and I go, oh, my God, that is from me. Okay. Am I really putting forward who I want her to be? And yeah, yeah I love how you put that out there because I do think it oftentimes is hard for women to put themselves first. <laughs> But that, I think, is a great way for you to be able to put yourself first, but trick yourself into doing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think also, too, it's like communication. I'm really fortunate. My, my husband, he's great for this. But it's like, also, when I was starting to shift things, I had to ask people around me, including my husband and my kids, to be my accountability partners. Like, I was mm -hmm. like, if you see me start to do this, I just need you to like give me a little nudge. And I would say to the kids, if you see, just remind me of what I actually said today that I wanted to create and how I wanted to feel. Because it's so easy to slip back into your patterns. Mm -hmm. And for me, even on the days that I was at my most exhausted, that felt more familiar and somewhat safer than it did to change the way I was living and create more simplicity. It felt uncertain. It felt like, I don't know if I'm hardwired like this. And so I had to undo a lot of past learning, limiting beliefs, other people's stuff. It's a big question I ask myself every day now. When I'm feeling something, I'm like, is this even mine? Or is this someone else's? Do I actually believe that? Am I just like being made to believe that? What is true for me? I think in the last few years, a lot of us have had to ask ourselves those questions. Is this true for me? Do I actually believe this or am I just starting to feel squeezed and pressured because this is what I'm told? 
right? And so I think that for a lot of us, and I've seen this, the change in our community for the women that we work with, where they are really getting curious and asking a lot more questions. And I am here for it. Yeah. I love that. So true. So true. Well, Jen, this has been wonderful. I absolutely love this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. We got into topics that we don't normally cover on this podcast, so I think people are going to um, really enjoy listening to this episode. So where can listeners find out more about you? So the best place uh, is on Instagram. It's Jen Pike. My name is spelled with two na- or two names, two N's, and two names, Jen Pike. And then on the Simplicity Sessions podcast, those are the two best bases. Love it. And then my favorite way to end every episode is with three rapid fire questions. And so the first one is, what does clutter-free mean to you? Oh, spaciousness. Yeah. That ultimately like spaciousness. That's that it is. It's more of a feeling, less of a meaning. So good. And number two, what is one thing that you want listeners to take away from today's show? Trust your body. She knows so much more than you give her credit for and believe her the first time that she talks to you. So good. Yes. Believe her the first time. Oh, so good. And number three, what is making you happy right now or in this season of your life? Oh, oh gosh. There's actually a couple of things that she's really great. You know what it is? We are, we're from Ontario and Canada. We live in BC and we're heading home for 10 days for Christmas to go and be with our family. And so I'm really excited about that. Oh, so nice. Yes. We are also going to be Uh, visiting family over the holidays this year and it'll be really fun so traveling for the holidays so it'll be good yeah excited about it awesome thank you again for joining us and sharing so much wonderful advice thank you it was great to be here wasn't that a great episode i loved connecting with jen on living a simple life and simplicity not being overwhelming or overcomplicated and not being superficial really diving deep into listening to ourselves, what we actually want and what we need out of life, and not letting the appearance of it all really overwhelm us or conflate what we want. So I hope you really liked it. I know she is someone who's been there. She talked about her own burnout journey, and it was really helpful to know that we're not alone, right? We are not alone in the struggle. You are never alone. Other people have been there. And if you need help with your clutter and decluttering and organizing, I want to be here for you. If you are looking for help on your health journey with what you're eating and and putting into your body, Jen can be there for you as well. So I would love to know your thoughts on this episode. I know it was a little bit different. We dived into topics that I don't always cover on this show, but I thought it was one that would really resonate. So I want to know, did you enjoy it? How is this going to help you going into the holiday season and maybe setting up some boundaries and really making sure you are tapping into what you really want and what's going to light you up and fill up your cup instead of drain you and overwhelm you and burn you out? Because I would love to cheer you on. So come on over and let me know. You can find me in lots of different places. If you prefer Instagram, come on over there. You can comment on this post or send me a DM. I am at wannabe clutter free. I am also at wannabe clutter free on Facebook if that is more your jam. Or you can come over to the Facebook community, the group we have set up there. It is the wannabe minimalist family group on Facebook. You can share. There's a community discussion thread going on, and we would love to chat with you in there. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a question or comment on Spotify. You can comment on YouTube all sorts of places. Uh, You can find me on all of those at wannabe clutter free. And remember, if someone who could benefit from this episode, go ahead and share it with them. It might be just the thing that they need to hear today. 
And of course, special thanks to Jen for joining us on the show today, sharing about her journey, giving us some real amazing tips and things we can do in our life so that we can feel better internally and thus show up as the full person that we are. Remember, you can get more detailed show notes by heading over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 181. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 181 to get those show notes. Uh, to learn more about Jen, find her website, her podcast, and all of the resources we discussed today. And as always, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate that you take time out of your busy schedule to be here, and I hope that you found the information today helpful and inspiring on your journey. With that, I hope you have an amazing day, and I will see you back here next week for another guest episode. I will be talking with celebrity chef and mom of three, Marcella Valladolid, about taking back the kitchen by keeping things simple, and also how parents can remain sane during housework. This time of year brings an extra layer of hectic energy in the home with parties and holidays, so I am really excited to get Marcella's take. It's going to be a great episode, so please make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss it. Until next time, take care, keep things simple, and remember, I believe in you. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wanna Be Clutter Free. I'll see you next week. Cheers. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.